The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to G. Cobb in the House. We're on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Getting you ready for your weekend, uh, on the East Coast at least. It's uh, 7 o'clock out here. And uh, I learned a little lesson today with the snow. A little tip for everybody. Uh, apparently, if there's a big snowstorm coming, if you, if you can avoid parking on the street, probably a good idea. Been living in snowy conditions for 32 years. Just figured this out today. God. The street plow comes by, and then they just basically everyone dumps on your car, and that's what happens when you wait a day to dig your car out. But anyway, I'm sure you heard the Philly area has been uh, a little hammered by the snow this past week. We must have 40-some inches on the ground right now, but but whatever. So, we got obviously, we got stuff to talk about tonight. I know it seems like a broken record, but the Eagles quarterback situation just gets better every day, and there's a little dust-up today. Uh, we'll talk about that. And, obviously, there was a decent-sized football game played last week. Um, congrats to those Saints. Uh, taking out the Colts, that's a good win, good stuff. Congratulations to the city, Eagles fans. Just FYI, the Saints won a championship before you did. Just letting you know. But, so, yeah, so today, and this is something that really bugs me uh, with the media. You know, G puts a report up on his website on gcob.com that he spoke to a, to a league source uh, saying that the Eagles have gone, gone and offered Kevin Cobb a contract extension. Fine. People do it all the time. That's fine. Well, why is it when G does it, all of a sudden Roto World and Pro Football Talk and the local papers are all up in arms? Oh, we went, we went and we talked to an Eagles source that said it's absolutely not true. And then so everybody else says, oh, oh, oh they, they jumped on it. They said that an Eagles source said it wasn't true. And the Mets accepted as fact. I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous. So why is G's source wrong and their source isn't? They didn't get Joe Banner to come out there and say that. I didn't hear Andy Reid come out and say, that's not true. You know, even if they did, what does it mean? <laughs> They're responding to it. I was, I was a report where G spoke to his source, and they told him this. And so everyone says, well, we, we talked to the Eagles, and then they said it's not true. Oh, well then. Well then. Thank you for clearing that up. Thank you for that. Got that all cleared up now because the Eagles said it's not true. I mean, you got, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. I, and we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, G did reach out to his agent. He reached out to the Eagles. The Eagles neither confirmed nor denied it. And he had that in his story. That, that's, not, that's not interesting to anybody else. That the Eagles wouldn't, they didn't tell him it's absolutely not true. You know, the Eagles have, they have such a situation right now on their hands with the quarterbacks. They've got to keep their mouth shut. Nothing can be true. The only thing that's true is we're keeping all three. 
And we all know that's not true. You got McNabb, you got Vic, and no one really knows what's going to happen. We got John Clayton the other night. This is another thing I love about the media. Everyone's going to jump on G for reporting, and and you know G's usually pretty cautious when he does it. He's not one to have one of these stories up there every day where he's just making stuff up. Um, you know, John Clayton comes on Sports Channel the other night, and he says, "I'm certain that uh, Donovan's going to be gone." Well. Must be true then, if John Clayton's certain of it. Nobody, what, I just don't get why someone like G, who's who's been around this town for a very long time, has a lot, knows tons of people, is a very credible source. And when he says something like this, everyone jumps all over. But John Clayton, oh, Chris Mortensen. How, it's like when the reports come out from Chris Mortensen, how can he not end every report but with, but take that with a grain of salt because I'm wrong all the time. He's wrong all the time. These guys are wrong all the time, and no one calls them out for it, ever, ever. You know, the only guys that should be uh, walking around with some confidence, Schefter, Adam Schefter from ESPN, ESPN's not stupid. They saw him breaking stuff left and right, and they were like, get this guy in here. You know, ESPN annoys me to no end, but they're not stupid. They didn't get to where they are by being stupid. Adam Schefter is, he, he, he knows everybody in the league. If he says it, it's uh, he, usually a safe bet to stick with Schefter. Another guy is Jay Glazer from FoxSports.com. If it comes from Jay Glazer, he's got some very, very well-placed sources. Those two guys, for, for national media guys that, that are always having reports, and I spoke to this, and I spoke, those guys are solid. Chris Mortensen, get lost. You've got to be kidding me. You know, when you, when you miss on 50% of your stories, it's like when someone... When someone's, you catch somebody in a lie and you're talking to somebody and then you kind of catch them on a small lie and you think, so you're going to lie about that. So now I know a percentage of what you're telling me is nonsense. I don't have the time or the inclination to sit around trying to figure out what, what you're telling me is the truth and what you're telling me is nonsense. So that's why with people like Mortensen, you're like, okay, whatever. And John Clayton, no, you didn't even cite a source. You just said I'm certain John will be gone and everybody runs with it. Oh, John Clayton said it. John Clayton's based out of Seattle. I don't even know what kind of contacts he has with the Eagles. You know, I'm not tracking these guys and what they do. It's just the way people react to it. You know, G's been around this team how long? And immediately, so he says his source told him this. I uh, couldn't get him told a top agent. The Eagles neither confirmed it or denied it. I have no reason to believe it's not true. You never know. And, and, but, but everyone's going to jump all over him. You know, when... <laughs> These guys come back with, well, I had a source that the Eagles said it's not true. Come on. Come on. I mean, assuming, I, I definitely think there's truth to this. And, and like I said before, the Eagles need to be quiet about what they're doing. They can't let everybody know that they're going to try and sign Kevin Cobb long term. They can't tip their hand like that because then, unless, unless they said, all right, look, we'll give you a long-term deal now, but we got one more year with Donovan. Can you just sit tight? I, I don't know if that's the case. Could be. It could be. Um, I, I don't know that that's the case. If they were going to him long term, it's probably because they want to move Donovan. And it's not even that they want to move him. They're, you know they're getting phone calls. You know they're getting phone calls. Regardless of what these other – and again, the, the national media reports. Well, my sources say three teams have contacted the Eagles. Really? Yeah, you know that, right? But every team in the league's contacting at least kick the tires. 
you know, everyone's going to find out at least what the asking price is, what they're setting now. And anybody finding out what their plans are with Kevin Cobb, what their plans are with Michael Vick, it's going to affect his trade value. So, of course, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, you got us. That's good point. We, uh, we were going behind everyone's back. We tried to offer uh, Cobb a contract. You caught us. Of course not. They're going to deny it. They need to keep their mouth shut. So the more interesting thing, I think the more immediate thing coming up uh, regarding the stuff with the Eagles quarterback, I think it's March 9th, the Eagles have to decide if they're going to give uh, Vic his bonus money. You know they don't want to. You know they don't want to. But that, they're going to have to make a decision on that. So if my, if, I might as well throw my guesses into the ring since everybody else is too. Uh, they've got to make a decision on Vic first because that's the more pressing issue. If they do something or nothing on Donovan, it doesn't matter. Vic, they don't want to pay that money to him. Um, uncapped year or not, they don't want to pay Vic that money. Um, in case you haven't been following the Eagles for too long, Joe Banner don't get down like that. We, we don't pay that kind of dough to back up quarterbacks. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But uh, Vic is definitely going to be first. Obviously the rumors are out there. Is he going to go to the Rams? The Rams make sense. Um, but to me, and everyone's been talking about um, where Vic's going to go. Oh, where's he going to end up? Where's he going to end up? Uh, it's not tough to come up with a handful of teams. Uh, teams will be interested. I'm actually more concerned with what they get for him. What does Vic fetch in trade at this point? He's 29 years old. I believe he'll be 30 in June. I could be completely wrong on that. Uh, but I'm not too far off. He's still around that age. He can't run like he used to. And everyone was saying, well, let's, let's see him get his legs back underneath him. He hasn't been playing. I didn't see it all year. I saw a guy, when he broke out against the Bears up the middle, he had like a, was a 34-yard run. The old Vic doesn't get caught. I'm sorry. The explosion isn't there. So he would have to dramatically improve his passing. And I don't know that that's happened. He's never been a, a great passer. He's always made plays with his legs. Makes one read, it's not there, let's go. Take off. So if you're a team, what do you give up for him? What do you give up for Vic? Third rounder? That's probably worth it. I don't know if it's going to be that high, though. I mean, I've seen every, people say, well, a conditional six. I think they're going to get more for him than that. But a second rounder, would you give up the second rounder? I mean, if I'm the Rams, I might, because you're sitting there. No one really cares about the team. I mean, they're terrible. Other than Steven Jackson, maybe O.J. Atagwe. I mean, Donnie Avery's okay. I mean, they don't really have any players. Certainly nobody that's going to put rear ends in the seats. You can give up the second rounder for Vic. Why not? I mean, he'll put people in the seats. He, he'll give you a chance to win, and that's one of the things about Vic. As much as, as I'm, kind of, I'm not trying to rag on him too bad, um, he is the type of player. He's almost like I equate him uh, to Allen Iverson. Uh, not, not, not now, obviously. But he's the kind of guy that even though you're probably not going to win a championship with him, you had a chance to win every game as long as he's out there. Vic will give the Rams that chance to win a game. And right now they don't really have that chance. I mean, they go out and they're overmatched. You know, this, is a, this is a bad team. They're going through some ownership changes now, uh, which have to get approved by the league, obviously. But uh, – it's got to set you off on the right foot to at least put him out there, even if you go ahead and you draft your quarterback in the future. I mean, it's worked before where you can put a rookie quarterback in and they can perform well. It has worked. But you don't want to put a guy out there and ruin him. I mean, you don't want to force him to have to play. 
Um, so if you, you get a guy like Vic in there for the Rams, I think that helps. But uh, but that's definitely number next on the Eagles' agenda. Uh, he's going to get shipped. I, and, and, you know, at that point, if and when he gets shipped, so you, you keep an eye on the Vic situation because that affects everything. Well, now if you get rid of Vic, which we have to think they're going to do, now when you get rid of Donovan, that leaves you a little thin. leaves you a lot thin. And now there's no Donovan left. Or Cobb. You know, there's, there's talks that... that uh, that Cobb could be the guy to go, and that would actually make sense uh, for G's report today on gcob.com. Uh, you know, a, a team might not want to sign or trade for a kid like Kevin Cobb who's got a year left on his deal. Sign him up and trade him. Happens. So this whole nonsense today with the media really had me fed up. Uh, the way the way some people act, like, oh yeah, this is true. This is you don't know, and we don't know what kind of offers the Eagles are getting. And we won't know for a bit. And as usual with the Eagles, we find out when they when they play their hand. So anyway, I had to just go off on a little rant there. Look, we got to take a break. Uh, this is G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Discover the world's only speed training program that guarantees your athletes have their best season ever or your money back. No questions asked. Let's face it, the best athletes on any team in any sport are the fastest athletes. The team with the most speed is almost always going to be more successful. The fact that you're listening to this right now tells me that you know this is true and that your athletes are not as fast as you want them to be. But how do you make them faster? After all, like many coaches, maybe you were told that you can't teach speed, that an athlete is either born with it or they're not. Right? Wrong. Arguably the biggest myth in all of sports is that you can't teach speed or coach athletes to new levels of athletic success and performance. The level of success your athletes experience has little to do with running plays or specific ball skills. Instead, it depends entirely on your ability to teach them the one skill required to dominate every sport, speed. Put Latif Thomas and his team to work for you. Visit CompleteSpeedTraining.com or call toll-free 877-510-3278. That's 877-510-FAST. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. How you doing?
you're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. What's happening, everybody? We're back on G Cobb in the house, and I'm joined by my co-host G Cobb. How's it going, G? Good. How are you making out? I'm doing all right. Now I just went on a little bit of a 15 minute rant there, and, and you're kind of the talk of the day here. Um, what, what, and I was, what's happening? I was really, I was really upset by the reaction of the media to your report today on Cobb. Um, <laughs> they. They respond to your report on Kevin Cobb uh, being approached about a contract extension. They say, well, well, we spoke to a source that said it's not true. And then everyone just goes, oh, well, they refuted it. Oh, you must be wrong. It is so ridiculous. They, well, I mean, I, first of all, the, the Eagles aren't going to admit to this. I mean, did you, did you see any of the stuff that's been out there in response to your report today? Uh, no, I haven't. I, I didn't because I knew uh, this was going to happen because earlier today I knew that uh, – it wasn't the kind of thing where um, it doesn't need to be out there. It doesn't really serve the Eagles' purposes, and, and I understand. And the Eagles have a number of people that uh, do their dirty work for them, and um, I can understand that. But there are a lot of things happening. I tell you, uh, with the Eagles, uh, you got, um, uh, of course, this whole thing happening with the quarterbacks. But, you know, that's really – the outer core of what's going on. The real battle is going on uh, in the in the front office because you've got a team that um, has got, you know, Andy Reid has been in charge for so long. But I don't know that I don't know how much juice he's got. I don't know um, with everything because you know, and I don't know if this was something that he was all for. And and I, I know it ruffles some feathers, feathers. So that's definitely what you're hearing and. What's going on now is you got some serious ruffle feathers. And understand this. Do media guys get that worked up about somebody else's story? They, they, they did. Me, media guys don't get that worked up by somebody else's story. But if they're serving somebody and, and, and somebody's got them egging them on and everything, that's when you got guys getting real worked up about somebody else's story because... Uh, there are some guys that are, um, are pretty much owned by the Eagles. Right, and actually, gee, that part of your story, I admit when I read that, I was confused. In, in that report, you had said that you didn't know if Andy Reid was all for this or if he knew what was going on. Now, anyone that's followed the Eagles during Andy Reid's tenure, that's going to sound crazy because he's been the guy running the show. But you make a good point, and that's the bigger story, bigger than any quarterback. If Andy Reid has lost juice, there's a lot bigger things going on with this organization than just rotating some quarterbacks in and out. Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, uh, well, you know that, you know, Donovan McNabb is Andy Reid's guy. Uh, there's, uh, you know, there's no other way around it. Uh, I think that people try to put things in Andy's mouth and try to give him these ulterior motives. But what did he clearly say? He said, look, Donovan McNabb is going to be the quarterback next year. He, did, he didn't mince any words. People say, well, he left the opening. What opening? Where's the opening? <laughs> no, Andy didn't. And, and this he, he didn't leave any opening. He was very clear. He said, somebody asked me before, and I told them. And then he said, uh, is it, you know, somebody asked me, is that my call? Am I the one that makes the call on it? He said, yeah, that's my call. What, where else does it go? 
Now, you see, uh, Joe Banner tried to leave some things open. But yes, he did. It, but Andy Reid didn't leave anything open. No, he did not. He didn't leave and, anything open, uh, but, but definitely Joe Banner left some things open. See, and really everybody that's out there going after me, those are Joe Banner's guys. <laughs> because uh, I, I don't know if, if Joe crossed um, Andy Reid and everything. I just know that there's friction in the front office, and, um, you know, there's some jostling for position. And, and, and I know that uh, there are other guys that are in favor of Cobb, but Andy Reid's not one of them. Right, and that would be, that would be a huge thing. Because, you know, and I was reading, you know, on PSP was trying to get on you about that part about uh, uh, Reid and, and Banner. And he was saying, like, oh, well, how does he, he said it tries to discredit you by you saying that. And, and I, I just keep thinking, you know, Greg Rosenthal, you know, write about your fantasy sports, fine. You're talking about a guy who is you. I've been around this team for how long? And they, they react to your report as though... Well, well listen to this. Listen to this. <laughs> You're going to tell me Andy Reid comes out and he says, who is the quarterback? Donovan McNabb is my quarterback. They asked Joe Banner. What does Joe Banner say? We haven't made our decision up yet, but it is Andy Reid's call. Now, can you, how can you say both of those things? <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. And, uh... you, can, you, cannot, you cannot be... You're not being honest. You're not being honest. You cannot say both of those things and be honest. Come on. And so my whole thing is, this is Joe, and Joe's trying to uh, pull some stuff, and that's why this is like stepping on a, uh, it's like stepping on a landmine, you know, and, uh, you know, because I, I talked to some people that, with the Eagles, and, and yeah, they did uh, deny it. And then they tried to tell me, well, you know, now why, you know, and, and, and I didn't call, I mean, I had already talked to them, right? Right. But they called me back, okay? What did they got to call me back for? They, they called me back to try to talk me out of the story, okay? And now I'm not going to get into all that because it was all off the record, but they're so invested in this. You know, people don't normally, you know, if it's not true, hey, boom, get lost. And as I said, you know other guys in the media, especially Howard Eskin. If Howard goes off, you know that's Joe. He does exactly what Joe wants him to do. Right. So, anyway, um, the, the bottom line is I think that, um, you know, Andy Reid has said that Donovan McNabb is his quarterback. He, he didn't mince any words about it. He said, now you got these guys have written and said, well, Andy left a door open. Where's the door open at? <laughs> if, a guy, if a guy looks you in the face and says, well, is, is Donovan going to be the quarterback? He said, Donovan McNabb will be my quarterback. Is that your call? Yes, it's my call, and Donovan McNabb will be our quarterback. What, what else is there to say? But then oh. Joe Banner comes forward and says, you know what? We haven't made a decision on that. Now, that's totally contradicting what Andy said. And then he says, we, we, we got some stuff to do. We'll see what blah, 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 and all this stuff. Totally disagreeing with what Andy said. Now, either it's Andy's call or it's not Andy's call. Right. Andy says it's his call. Now, you think Andy Reid, with all the time he's been in the league, and a lot of people around here chew him up like he's a sorry coach, but you can believe around the league he's not, he's not looked on as a sorry coach. Because you know how many guys have lost their jobs since he's been in his job. 
okay, and how much winning he's done compared to a lot of the other guys in the league. And my contention is that he knows he can get another job. You think Andy's going to stand here and let Joe Banner tell him what to do and lie, and he go out like a puppet and have Joe Banner making the decision, but say, yeah, that's I'm, I'm making the decision, but, you know, no, he's not going to do that. Wow. Wow. There could be trouble on the horizon. And, and you know what? One thing I didn't like either to the media's reaction to this report, it was hardly mentioned that the Eagles have zero interest in any of this getting out. Of course they're going to deny it. I mean, come on. Why, why would the Eagles, in the position that they're in, and this is what I was just going off about for the last, uh, in the last segment, why would the Eagles, they, can't, they don't want to let anyone know anything they're doing. They have a very delicate situation. You have the young kid who's ready to play or wants to play or whatever you think of him. You've got a veteran quarterback who's an athlete, but they have no use for him. I mean, Vic's going to, he's whatever, he's a trade chip. And then you have a veteran guy who's proven he can win, uh, and he's a proven starter in Donovan McNabb, who he could be on the block. They have a very delicate situation. You've got to be careful with who you're going to start. You better pick the right guy. You better get the right guy. And if you trade a guy or two, you're all of a sudden left in. They have to be careful with what they're doing. So I don't know why some of these writers, they sound like, oh, it's not true. Oh, yeah, my, my, my Eagle source told me it wasn't true. Why would they confirm that? Well, I will tell you this. Um, I wouldn't even, you know, uh, you see, I'm not going to get worked up by it because you've got, all things, you've all got all kind of things going on here right now, and I've been around the Eagles. I know the way they work. Uh, when you have uh, all of these crazy reactions and everything, and I know, you know, the way that they normally do you when you, uh, when you call them with a story, you know, they're surely not going to call you back. And, and try to uh, talk you out of the story and, 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 uh, and then send out, you know, uh, all these people to um, refute the story uh, if, they don't, if they don't know that uh, they're trying to cover up things. And, and I understand. And you know what? They are trying to do things quietly. I understand them uh, being very quiet uh, about uh, what they're doing because it is a very delicate time. It's a delicate situation. And... Uh, I know they can go out and, and muddy the waters uh, with whatever story it is. They can go out and they get the water, water muddy, and that's basically what they've got people doing. So I don't, I don't think it's worth getting into a whole lot of things about. But I think that what you can uh, identify uh, without, any, without me saying anything, but you can see the media has not gone after this uh, because they don't want to get uh, Andy Reid or Joe Banner and basically – uh, call it like it is, which is somebody's lying. Right. I mean, well, I, you know, I'm not saying who it is. Somebody is flat out lying. How can somebody say, where Andy Reid says, Donovan McNabb is the quarterback, and he's going to be our guy next year. And he told Donovan the same thing. Donovan came out and point blank said, yeah, uh, Andy told me I'm going to be the guy. Right. He said it. And Joe Banner comes out and said, no. We haven't, we haven't gone through that, and blah, blah, blah. And then they tried to say, well, because Andy's talking about, you know, contracts and stuff like that. Hey, Donovan's under contract. What do you mean? Donovan is under contract. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't have to, you don't go. I mean, uh, uh, when, when, if, if he's going to hold out, then he holds out. But uh, the Eagles haven't been the kind of knuckle, down, knuckle into somebody because uh, they got a year left on their contract. Who have they done that to? Right. I mean, it just totally, and, and they're surely not going to say, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Donovan's got a year left on his contract. We, we wouldn't ask him to come in and honor that year. Come on, Eagles don't do business like that.
But, but you got everybody acting as if Donovan couldn't play with one year left on his contract, even though Andy says, look, he's the quarterback. Right. Yeah, he's yeah, come out, he clearly said he's the quarterback. They're starting to sound like the Democrats talking about the health care bill where they can't even get on the same page about what they're telling public. But we'll get, we'll get more into that, too, on the other side of the break. We have to take a break right now. Uh, this is G-Cop in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports hey football fans are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the buffalo bills and the national football league are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football instead of answering your questions they prefer to listen to themselves and when they don't like what you're saying they just cut you off well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. It's all about action. Touchdown! Scores. Taking a look at the NBA tonight. Highlights. He's broken loose. He's at the 30. And headlines. Big trade in the NFL this afternoon. When you are looking to talk sports, look no further than the Voice America Sports Network. We bring you some of the biggest names and all the sports news you can handle, whether it's basketball, off the glass, football, Come on. golf, racing, or the Olympics. We've got you covered. We'll even cover tailgating. Into the Voice America Sports Network. It's all things sports. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. All right, we're back here on G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. And uh, there's other stuff going on in town besides the Eagles. It's just when the teams stink, no one seems to care. Uh, now, I, I, made a, I wrote this up for GCobb.com this week, and uh, it's something that I don't know if people are just tired of hearing about it. It's like, all right, whatever. You know, Iverson has missed how many games he missed? Four? And then the uh, All-Star break? I think, I think it's five. Okay, four or five. Yeah, four or five, yeah. It's a lot. And they keep winning, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why he's not playing. And he says he, he needs to stay home with his sick uh, daughter. Now, 
not a parent, but I can imagine any parent can understand that and what it's like to, to want to be with your kid when they're sick or whatever. But how many pro athletes are there in this country, the four major leagues, and how often do any of them take off to be with a sick kid unless it's a dire, dire situation? Uh, I mean, if we're t- you, know, you don't want the kid to be sick. Of course not. But it's, it's just bizarre that he just takes all, these, all this time off to be – I mean, is he a doctor? And it, 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 wouldn't be, it wouldn't be weird to me, G, if this was the first time. It's like it's just always something. I've always been an Iverson supporter. I, I was always the person, you know, out at the bar or whatever, defending Iverson when somebody – I can't anymore. It's like it's just the excuses are so – all right, well, I even saw a report, G, that said, well, he's expected he, – we don't know if he's going to play in the All-Star break, which we know now he's not going to play. But he's expected back Tuesday night when the Sixers host somebody. I forget who they're playing. And I'm thinking, all right, so if you know – if you, how can you put a timetable on it? If your kid is so sick that you have to be with them, how could you put a timetable? How do you know when they're going to get better? I mean, I, I really don't know what's going on. Um, I, I don't think – I don't know of anybody that really knows what's going on. I, I don't know that the Sixers know what, what what's going on. Uh, it's really a crazy, crazy situation, and uh, I am sorry to hear that Alan's uh, daughter is sick. Uh, but I, I've never seen, you know, other players. Now, of course, I, I think that they do owe it to everybody to, to kind of explain somewhat, you know, why a guy's going to miss all that time, and, and not to be talking about getting all into um, their business, so to speak. But I do think they owe it to. Uh, to tell somebody something, what's going on, man? What is happening? You know, I, I don't. What, I, I what gives? It's absolutely like bizarro land. And uh, actually, we have uh, Jason Ashworth is, is with us now, and we'll get his take on this. Jay, you with us? I'm with you, brother. What's going on, Jay? Uh, How you doing? See, here I am thinking you're all by yourself. You didn't tell me you had those illustrious G Cobb on with you. <laughs> I'm always on my Don't take me for a fool. <laughs> so, Jay. What what is it? We're talking about the Allen Iverson thing. Is it not beyond bizarre that an athlete takes this much time off to be with a sick? What's even weirder though is the amount of time that he's taken off. Has anyone heard even what the illness is? Yeah, uh, to be honest, and I'm just coming in on the back end, so I don't know what you guys discussed and didn't discuss here. Uh, it's it's weird. It's definitely weird. I mean, um, to not know at this point even what the sickness is. I don't personally. I don't have a problem with him taking that time off. Uh, family to me, family's first. I mean, I know he's got a job. Right? His job is to play basketball, um, but family comes first. And if if he has to take care of his family, uh, at the end of the day, that's what he's going to do. Yes, it's it's very weird though to think that he is taking this much time off, and we don't even know what it is. I don't. I haven't heard about what it is. Um, so yeah, it, not that it. Not that he needs to explain anything to me. But gee, I heard you say he needs to say something to someone. So some explanation is deserved somewhere. Yeah, I mean, Jay, in your job, can you just call and you just not show up and be like, oh, yeah, I have a sick kid? At some point, somebody's going to say, hey, where's Jay been? You yeah. know? <laughs> At some point, I can call in and say, at least let my boss know, hey, this is where I am. This is the situation. I don't right. have to explain it to other people I work with. So he doesn't have to explain it to the fans. He doesn't have to explain it to the teammates. He doesn't have to explain it to the press. But he needs to explain it to somebody. Yeah, but, but see, it's the, it's, the, it's the team's responsibility they got to tell the fans you're going to tell me people go over there to uh see the, the sixers you're going to tell me a lot of them aren't going over there to see Allen iverson he's not there and they say well 
you know, he'll be back sometime. And you know, he's he's uh, you know, he got a daughter that's sick, and it goes from one week to two weeks, and there's no explanation about like really, hey, what's going on? How many other guys miss weeks of action because they've got a daughter that's sick? Come on, you know, I I, I, I think it really uh, it's not really Allen's thing. It's the Sixers. That, you know, they, they should agree. have somebody out there telling, hey, what's going on? Yeah, I won't take this out on Allen. I'll take this out on the Sixers organization. Allen's got to do what he's got to do. It's up for the Sixers, uh, for their brass to communicate that. So. But and also, kind of the problem with him his entire tenure with the Sixers, uh, even in this city, somebody's always going to make an excuse for him. Well, his daughter's sick. What are you going to do? You, you know, know, I noticed uh, uh, a week or so ago, you know, if if G or myself, we write something up for gcom.com on Donovan. Everyone, get rid of him, blah, blah, blah. If you say anything about Iverson, the first comments are, well, he's going to do this, jump to his defense. Immediately, someone is always defending him, and it's just bizarre that they, everybody makes excuses for him, and it's kind of what the Sixers have created. He's been allowed to get away. I mean, do we even know the full extent of what he got away with in the Larry Brown era? Uh, no, believe me, the public doesn't know. I mean, I have an idea, something. The public has no idea. Uh, but the thing is that, you know, uh, are, the, are, the, are the Sixers on board with everything he's doing? You know, and I've heard that he decided uh, or a decision was made that he's not going to play in the All-Star game, but, but it wasn't made by the Sixers and it wasn't made by the league. Now, somebody explain that to me. That <laughs> <laughs> he's I mean, not allowed to play in the, in the All-Star game? No, he decided he wasn't going to play oh, in the right, All-Star right. game. He ruled out. Yeah, he ruled yeah. out. Yeah, and, and, you know, and it wasn't where, like, the league decided, you know, I mean, and, and, and the thing about it is, hey, you know, there are only a certain number of games that you, uh, or, or a certain number of days, which really, they, where they've got to have the guy there, especially somebody with the persona that Allen has, because he was brought here because of who he was, not because of the basketball player he is right now. That's why he was brought back. And the fact that he's not there, I mean, and, and if they're okay with it, that's fine. But they should tell everybody, look, we're fine with what Allen's, we've been talking to him, blah, blah, blah. You know, come on. You should, tell, you should come clean with everybody. Every, you know, um, D. Lynham, who covers the Sixers, says that nobody's told her anything. She's been covering them every day for the last two weeks. Nobody tells her anything about what's going on with Allen. Well, as far as him not playing in the All-Star game, I want to get your guys' take on this, too. Wouldn't it have been a crime against humanity if he did play? To me, you sat out all that time when it was time to play for your own team. That would just look bad if he played in that All-Star game. I, think yeah, that I, I want that to happen. I want that to happen. I want the Tracy McGrady's of the world and the Allen Iversons of the world to, to start in the All-Star game. Now, yeah, you think I'm smoking a little doobie. I'll tell you why. Because the system is flawed. And until it gets exposed, then it's just going to, I mean, I, I, granted, I love the, the fact that the fans can have some input. I know. It, it, gets, it gets added, well, to some input, I'm okay with. But to determine the starters, to determine, I mean, it, it, it's heresy. There's no way Allen Iverson could start. And the only reason that he is is because the system is flawed from the ground up. So, but until it actually happens uh, on a consistent basis, and there is, you know, this would have been that situation, if Iverson would have really started, that you really bring attention to it, and it's not really happening. So, I yeah, mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate, I'm I don't hate the way it's working. I'm talking about just from, like, the Sixers' point of view. If you just sat out all those games when it was time to play for me, and then you show up to the big All-Star game with all the hype and the hoopla, 
That, no, that, I got what you're but saying. You're, okay. But I do agree with you, though, that they should have guys like McGrady and Iverson start in the All-Star <laughs> game so everyone can see what a farce it is and, and what yeah. kind of nonsense. I mean, to have the fans 100% of the vote, if you want to involve the fans, tell them they get 100% of the vote, let them go online and vote, and then have a secret ballot by the people who know what they're talking about. Let the fans think they had a say in it. So then you get the fan interaction, but you don't get the nonsense that comes with <clears throat> Iverson and All-Star. Yeah, it, it is kind of um, ludicrous that uh, he would be there. But, but you know, uh, this popularity, and, and, and people, if that's who they want to see, you know, I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, if that's who people, they, that's who people really want to see, they want to see Allen out there playing, well, then I can, I can get on board with that's cool with me. But, uh, I, you know, and I, and I don't know that Allen has done anything wrong. I just think the Sixers really are the ones that either they are enabling or they're just scared to come out because they should have come out and said something. Why would you be keeping a secret? you got public relations people. Well, that's their main job. And you got your most popular player. I mean, suppose the Eagles did that. Donovan McNabb. Or let's say you got Deshaun Jackson now. He goes home to California because he's got a a little niece that's sick, and, and he and he stays. He misses a game, and then he misses another game, and they don't they don't say anything. Well, come on, please, come on. You know that's not <laughs> the entire city would be in an uproar. That's I mean, if one of the Eagles is misses one day, they explain why. They come out, they tell you, this is why the guy's not here. Now, whether they're telling the truth or not, you know, you can argue about that, but they have an explanation. Hey, where's Joe at? Hey, Joe is at whatever. The Sixers, on the other hand, Allen's missing. Well, he's his daughter's sick. Okay, okay, that's one game. Okay, another game. Now it's another game. Uh, Well, his daughter's sick. What is going on? I mean, is is, is it gravely? I mean, what, what is it? Allen's not a doctor. Well, if this happened in 2001, I think you guys would agree. This is a you know the, the city is going to react to this completely differently. Now it's you know 2010 or whatever year it is that I'm not paying attention. Yeah, <laughs> nobody cares about the Sixers right now. You yeah, saw yeah, I know, I know. What's that, Jay? I didn't say anything. I'm I'm oh. agreeing with you. Nobody oh, cares, okay. and I think that's why. I think that's why uh, it's kind of at least for the majority getting a pass. The only people that really would care, he's not a national figure anymore in terms of spotlight uh, with his with his skill set. The only people that would care are Philadelphia fans, and nobody's paying attention to the Sixers, so nobody's paying attention to Iverson. Now you're going to get your handful to go to the game still because they want to see AI, but on the majority, nobody. I don't care. Majority of people don't care. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I mean, that's just the way it is. Right, and they've, they've even been winning while he was gone, and they still don't care. we got to take a break. We'll come back with more G-Cobb in the house on Voice America Sports. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we... We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. 
If you're a fantasy football lover, you need to take a few minutes to listen to this commercial. Even if you're a novice, this could be for you. Butts and Butts, along with former NFL linebacker Sean Barber, have revolutionized the way you'll play fantasy football. That's right. Suicide Fantasy Football is now available. Go to www.suicidefantasyfootball.com for all the details. You'll get the hot tips on this new game and find out how to win $25,000. Suicide Fantasy Football is just like the game you know and love with a little twist. There's no draft. You select a lineup every week and just about every starter from an NFL team is available to you. The catch is you only use a player one time each season. Pick Brady Tomas for the first week. Save McNabb and Peterson for the stretch run. You're the GM of your own team and you make the call. Here's your chance to show everyone that you're the smartest fantasy football player week in and week out. There's no lucky draft picks. No waiver wire moves because you're in last place. It's simple. Go to www.suicidefantasyfootball.com and sign up for a league and show everyone who's boss. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. All right, we're getting you ready for your weekend now if you're on the East Coast. Uh, this is G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Before I, I want to talk about the Super Bowl, get your, your guys' thoughts on the Super Bowl real quick. Uh, but before I do that, I want to let you know because we were, call, we were talking about Iverson before. I just saw an item in the Inquirer today uh, from Stephen A. Smith that says the daughter really isn't doing well. They're both really worried, and they don't know what's wrong with her. So that's from Stephen A. Smith talking to sources close to Iverson. I don't know, you know, who, who knows. We just went through all this stuff with sources and things like that. But for what it's worth, I just wanted to get that in there. That's according to this article, yeah, they now, don't know what's wrong. Now, with see, Iverson. you know, uh, you got Stephen A. Smith doing that. But, you know, that the Sixers were the ones that should have put out a press release and, and made that information, uh, you know, public. Why wouldn't you do that? Right. 
No, I, I agree. I just wanted to, to let everybody know because we were talking about it before, and that's that's the most I've heard uh, about her illness since it, since it's happened. So, you know, let's hope that that, that uh, she gets better. I mean, that's just not a good thing. Um, but moving on to the Super Bowl and kind of what my, my rant today when I started on, on the show about the media and their coverage of certain things, and, gee, I know you, you have a big problem with this too, is now that, you know, the Saints won the Super Bowl, it's all Drew Brees. I love Drew Brees. He's phenomenal. Peyton lost it. Drew won it. I mean, you guys watch that game. I mean, to me, the guy that really saved the Saints' rear end is Garrett Hartley. Here's a kicker that's, by all accounts, not that good. He bombed three of them over 40 yards. And they were right down the. To, they were right down the middle. I mean, he was just on that day, and and I I think that that was a huge part of the game. You know, uh, he, he doesn't get. Uh, you know, people don't talk about the play he made, and they don't talk about. Come on, Tracy Porter. He made the play of the game. You know. Uh, Thank you, Jay. Thank you. Why, why are we going to? You know, and um, you know. I mean, I I give uh, Drew Brees credit, but if. Uh, they had if he'd have missed those field goals, think about what they would be saying. Which is this guy can't get the ball, get the get him in the end zone. Yeah, and Jay, I want to know what you think about that because we've we've had this argument. I know no, you I don't think leave it, are that important. Michael, leave it to you to say it was a kicker. I would have expected you to say it was a kicker who was the key to the game. It wasn't. Uh, I mean, with all due respect, I mean you saw it uh, when he kicked the uh, the field goal in overtime against Minnesota. The kid just has a leg. Yeah, uh, and he was confident. I mean, he looked good doing you know, in the Super Bowl. He was putting him right down the pipe. Fair enough. But they kept that defense kept Peyton Manning off the field the entire second quarter. Mm-hmm. Breeze managed the clock well, and that Saints defense was the key to me because that defense. Yeah, okay. It's the easy point to say they came up with the pick six. Fair enough. But they just managed Peyton. They took their licks. Peyton moved the ball every now and again, but they minimized the damage. Uh, I mean, I'll give the props to that defense uh, personally. Uh, I, I agree. I mean, I and, and you know the the bottom line with all this is that we're just saying that you know people are going to say uh, and, and hype as if everything was you know it was all Drew Brees and really when when you, when you get into scoring position six times and you only get two touchdowns usually they're criticizing the quarterback. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But because of the way the defense played and because of the way, uh, you know, the kicker was able to kick, you know, they kind of bailed uh, Drew Brees out. Well, he kind of, to be honest with you, he kind of, yeah, he was only 2 of 6 in the red zone, but completing 32 passes, he still looked efficient. He still did move the ball. He still did um, you know, convert on third down. Mm-hmm. So he, he did. He did many things in that game correct. I mean, let's be honest. There's no way the oh, Saints win that game absolutely. Drew Brees didn't play like Drew Brees. I'm I, I, I agree. I agree with you. But, you know, uh, the, the Colts had him play where he was so conservative. And normally, if you're that conservative and you don't put the ball in the end zone, you don't normally win. Not sure. against the Colts, you don't. And yeah. really, the only shot he took was to meet him on the first drive. And after that, they kind of didn't go deep on that. But Brees was great. I give him that. But, I mean, you also look at, I mean, what kind of stones does Sean Payton have? to have uh, Morstad, Tommy Morstad, attempt an onside kick. Don't forget, he told him he was going to do that at the beginning of halftime. With the Super, that's 40 minutes he had to sit and think about that. He's never kicked an onside kick in a game before. And oh, Check this out. I'll, I'll do you one up. I'll do you one up. Never kicked the onside, okay? And 
he's never kicked an onside kick, the kicker. He, they, he told him 12 days prior. That's when they started practicing it. So there was a whole bunch of stones going into that call. Yeah, you know, you got to give you got to give him a lot of credit. Uh, and and you know, your point about the fact that uh, Breeze executed the game plan, and 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 really, you got to give a lot of credit uh, to um, uh, who am I thinking? I'm forgetting the name of the coach. Um, Peyton. Sean Payton, <laughs> because you know he came up with a game plan. Which, come on, that's a risky game plan to have against the Colts, where you're going to be that conservative. Because normally you're not going to beat them with being that conservative, but he, he wanted to, uh, you know, try to uh, try to hang on to the ball. He saw they were trying to take away the deep throw, and uh, they showed a lot of discipline in, uh, you know, just taking those those short throws, and you know, not even panicking even after they didn't get in down there on that fourth down play. Yeah, yeah and, 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 let, and it was it was one sided. That game after that first quarter, what are we looking at? Thirty-one-seven after the first quarter in New Orleans' favor. Yep. So, I mean, they took Peyton's punch, and then they just kind of settled in. And they say that. The first team to kind of settle in and realize it's a football game, just like any other football game, is the team that usually wins it. And, I mean, Indy started hot, but New Orleans just settled in, executed their game plan, and were the better team that day. Yeah, and it should be noticed, though, noted that Peyton Manning did play a pretty good game. This, this game isn't on him. You know, Reggie Wayne, you, you got Austin Colley out there. you got Pierre Garçon. These guys are relative no-names. They're only names because Peyton made them names. They're okay, but they're young. Of all the people to make mistakes, and Garcon did drop the one ball, but I'm talking about the game on the line, Reggie Wayne made two huge blunders. He didn't get in front of Tracy Porter. He's got to dig on that route and get in front of Tracy Porter. He didn't do it. And then, But Manning's going to get blamed for that. And then on the fourth down, down by the goal line, they have a chance of trying to score and get the onside kick. He alligator on to him right through his hand. I mean, he even looked shaky on the fourth and three that they converted. Because they ran a slant. Uh, he found some inside room, ran a slant, bobbled it, but had right. uh, had enough room to then bring it back in and then get hit. He did not look like he was on his game at all. Yeah, I, I think he was hurting, and um, you know, if if they know that, then somehow or another he's got to take a back roll. Uh, but uh, he, he definitely was not on the top of his game. No. And I'll and I'll tell you what, I think Peyton had a lot more had, had a lot riding on this, a lot to lose in this game. He goes down and he ties and he ties that game and doesn't throw that pick six. Uh, then we can start to at least have my argument with you, Micah, that I think at the end of the day he's going to be the, the best quarterback uh, in the game. And I'm talking the history. That's personal opinion. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know that. I as, as a regular season quarterback, I think you can make that argument. But if you're not talking about a, a regular season quarterback, then you really don't have an argument. Sure. Well, I mean, if you go, gee, give me this. If he goes down, ties that game, sends it to overtime or whatever, winds up winning that game. Is he then in that conversation of possibly the best of all time? Now, if you want to start arguing ifs and talking about ifs, we'll be here all to uh, we'll be here next year. <laughs> Fair enough. I, my point simply is he had a lot to lose and he lost it there. He had, with that pick six, he. Oh, man, he just set himself back, and now you ne- you can't necessarily make that argument that I was preparing myself to make, and now I can't make it. I mean, well, that, I that is a point. I, I think that, anyway, that definitely was we'll a lot riding in there for uh, him. Always fun hanging out with you guys. Everybody enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next week. This is G. Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com.
Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.